Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Pollen has gotten to me, so I'm going to croak my way through the show. Happily, Michelle is here, and I'm pretty sure she's got a voice. So I'm going to pull her on. Hello, Michelle. Hello. I'm so sorry to hear your nose is not working well. My nose is working fine. My voice is gone. (laughs) Well, I have one, so I think we'll be okay. Absolutely. Holy mackerel. Yeah. I made the mistake of going out and walking around my garden today, and it was like it was waiting for me, just sort of like, just here she comes, here she comes, everybody get on all at once. (laughs) And they did, they did. So how was your new dog? You you got a new dog? Yeah, we have a new dog named Rama, and his picture's on my Facebook page. But we're getting, I'm here in Astoria tonight because I'm getting the friend to Rama. So we will have two young dogs because this young dog named Rama has been running my old dog to the point that we're a little concerned that she might run her over. <laughs> so <laughs> he needs a friend who is as athletic as he is. <laughs> So, well, that sounds so we, we're getting a new dog named Stella tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you start you, sooner or later. You're going to have to consider yourself a kennel if it goes on much further. <laughs> so no, we're gonna have no, to, is this it? I don't know. What is it? No, I is 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 three dogs it? Or are you going to go further? No, we have four now. This will be four. And that's it. That's it. That's where the line is drawn. You know, the two two older dogs we have, one is 13 and one is 14. You know, we'll be lucky if we have them around another two years, maybe three if we're really lucky. So it's a way to revive us. <laughs> so, But that's Definitely. it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch of people waiting here for breathlessly for readings. 
And since I have no voice, I'm going to pull the first one on. We've got Kay here. Hi, Kay. Are you there? Hi, I'm here. Okie doke. I'm so sorry that you're not feeling well or your voice is gone. Oh, I feel great. I just don't have a voice. (laughs) Sorry about that. Me too. Thank you. So, Kay, what is your birthday? Uh, 12-29-66. And what time were you born? Capricorn. Oh, time was 4.20 a.m. 4.20 a.m.? Yes, ma'am. And where were you born? Uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina. Goldsboro. I know where that is. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to live in North Carolina. Okay. <laughs> Many years ago. Okay. I used to live in Wilson, North Carolina. Okay, yes. <laughs> so let's go take a look. So what what is it that you uh, want us to look at? What is it that you want to emphasize or focus on? Um, if I have to pick, I would say... Um, I have a trip that is scheduled the end of the month, and I haven't worked in almost a year, So, but the trip is already paid for. And I'm just wondering and praying, is it going to actually happen? And, it, well, how will it turn out? So you're you're concerned about a trip that you've already paid for? <laughs> yes, Got I it. don't have the spot. All right. Well, you know, Astrology can't necessarily answer that you're taking the trip. It basically talks about opportunities and um, looking to see if there anything that looks seriously uh, out of the weather for a trip. Uh, I'm not necessarily seeing anything, but I'm going to just look at this a little closer. Uh, Uranus is not doing anything challenging to you. It is uh, out of length, and uh, right now... uh, it's working in a positive fashion. So we don't have any problem there. The sun is also in the sky right now, and that's working in a positive fashion. The end of the month, I don't know where the moon will be because it changes way too fast, so we don't have that to look at. Uh, Saturn is a 20 Capricorn, and Pluto is a 23 Capricorn, and both of them are um, past, your Venus, although they are both retrograde now, so Saturn is facing Venus. So this is probably your biggest issue at this moment in time. When we have Saturn on Venus, we tend to not feel like we have a lot. Uh, We tend to feel cold or we tend to feel desensitized, and we don't get as excited as we normally would get about anything. And yes. in the second house, the house of money is where your Venus is located. And having yes. Saturn there make you more concerned that you won't have enough money. What am I doing this for? And so it can make yes. you kind of a downer. But, you know, whenever I see something like that, what I would recommend is you turn it around. You have the ability to turn that around. You need okay. to say, you know what? I am open to receive. It's going to flow in. I'm going to have a heck of a good time. And go out with that attitude because you're going to take the trip anyway, so go have a good time. It doesn't mean take all your credit cards and spend them to the max. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Anytime Saturn's traveling through our second house, we tend to have to save money. So 
it, it, go have a good time. There are lots of things that you can do when you take a trip that are not going to cost you a whole lot of money. So go and do it and enjoy yourself. Saturn's okay. going to get off this in a, in a couple of months. It'll it'll be out of the way. But in the meantime, it's really a test. What do you value in life? What do you value in terms of money? Uh, we as individuals have all kinds of things that we value when we come to money. It's not the money we value. It's what we do with it. And in your case, having Sagittarius on this house cusp, you tend to say, I want to travel. I want to learn. I want to expand my knowledge. That's what I truly value. And to put the sun in this house in Capricorn, you're a person who values the old traditions and the old styles of things. You're a person who uh, would really gain from traveling to places that have antiquities of some kind and to learn from them. So go and do it and enjoy yourself, okay? (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. That is great. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Take good care of yourself and send us a postcard. Definitely. So, so yes. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. You have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okie dokie. So now, now we've got <clears throat> Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Oh, are you there? Hi. Hi, Hi Sophia. Hi. What's your, what's your date of birth, Sophia? 11 November 25, 1972. And what time were you born? 5.30 a.m. 5.30 a.m. Oops. Sloppy fingers. Uh, where? LaGrange, Georgia. LaGrange. I have not been there, but I have traveled through Georgia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what do you want us to focus on, Sophia? Uh, let's focus on, I guess, um, love. Okie dokie. Now let's see here what's going on. You um, Right now Uranus in the sky, and for those of you who study astrology, Uranus is about change, sometimes sudden change, sometimes same. Uh, it is starting to apply to your seventh house cusp. Seventh house is the house of marriage. It's the house of partnerships. It's not the house of falling in love. But uh, once Uranus gets to this cusp, which it will in the next year, It's going to make things uh, switch off. It's going to make you look for something different than whatever you find. So I want you to just kind of like hold that in the back of your mind because if love (laughs) is coming into your life right away, don't get too excited about it because you're going to probably change your mind a year from now. Okay? Uh, On the other hand, right now in the sky we have Chiron. Uh, Chiron is... um, when we see it in application, where it is in the sky transiting and it's applying to planets, uh, when we see it like that, Chiron uh, will tell us about connections to soul family, connections that we have karmically to others. It, it tells us where we have, may have been wounded by others and where in this lifetime we need to heal. Well, Chiron right now is at four degrees of Aries, and your progressed moon is at three degrees twenty-eight Aries. So basically, they are coming. They are coming together. Uh, the moon is going forward. Chiron is going back, and and so we have these two 
coming together. The moon is in your fifth house. It's the house of falling in love. So Chiron being this close to the moon, there is a statement there that says, during this period in time, and I'd say this would be uh, from now until about 30 days from now. At that point, the moon will go to the next full, it will go a full uh, degree, okay? So during this period in time, this is your time to get out, to socialize, to connect, because you're very likely to meet someone. Now, sometimes when we fall in love, it doesn't have to be falling in love with the person. <laughs> it can be falling in love with what they introduce us to. The, this house is a house of uh, social connections, networking. It's also the house of hobbies. So if you already have a hobby, you need to get out and enjoy your hobby because that may be very well be where you meet someone that you would fall in love with. Uh, another statement from your chart is the fact that the the moon is the ruler of your ninth house, and and you can take uh, a trip in the ninth house. That's taking traveling beyond your home, beyond your neighborhood, and here in the United States, that can be going to a different state. Uh, that, as far as spirit is concerned, is traveling to a different country. Mm-hmm. So you may want to think about: Would I like to go take a trip? Maybe I should take a trip. And uh, if you do, that may be where you meet the person. On the other hand, there is also the statement that there is opportunity here to meet someone in your father's homeland or your mother's homeland <laughs> and, uh, and also at any kind of a conference that you might go to. So I would take this advantage right now because uh, Chiron at four degrees is also making a direct trine to your natal moon. So you've got activity here. That's activation. Let's just see what it's doing to any of the other planets. Your sun is at three degrees. So it is basically at three degrees of Sag for those who are astrologers studying. So the statement here is you have a grand trine, a doorway, literally opening up for you to find love. You may find it in through a hobby, and you may find a way to start to love yourself and recognize the value uh, that you have as a result of your mother and father. Uh, because um, from what I see here, your mother and father loved each other and they had a good state of balance. And this individual that you will connect with will bring in, uh, repeat or reflect to you that balance. So this is your time. I'd go for it. Do not turn down invitations. Take them up and go. Thank you. You're welcome. This is, these things don't happen very often. So, you know, for those listening, Grand Trine with the moon progressed, trining the natal sun and the natal moon, that alone does not happen except once every 30 years. So just to let wow. you know how rare that is, okay? Wow. Thank you again. You're welcome. Thank Take you. Care yourself. Whoa. My voice is definitely going. Uh, we've got Lauren here. Lauren, are you there? <laughs> yes, Lauren, hi. Lauren is here. <laughs> What's your birthday, Lauren? Uh, this Please. is Laura. Oh, oh Laura. sorry. October 1st, 63. October 1st, 1963. And uh, what time were you born, Laura? One fourteen in the afternoon. 
1.14 p.m. And where? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, PA? Yes. I don't know if there is another Pittsburgh in the United States. Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think Pennsylvania is the only Pittsburgh <laughs> we have. <laughs> but I was just curious. We have a lot, of, a lot of cities that are duplicated throughout the United States. I don't think there's any that are that have that same name. So now, Laura, what would you like us to look at here? Um, career moving on. I, I want to purchase a home in the near future, and I'd like to get a really good job, paying job that will help me do that. All right. Well, that's quite quite a combination of things to look at. So let's see what we find. You have Libra at the Midheaven. You have Venus in that house. Venus is the natural ruler, so you place the right planet in the right house to make your career what you want it to be. Uh, frequently people who have a, a career based with Libra and Venus, they would be either into, um, they could be into massage, they could be into meditation or mediation, excuse me, mediation. You could be a person who is a counselor, someone who works with other people and does a good job of connecting. Uh, that is uh, part of the statement that's here. And I don't know if you're actually doing that, but that is what the statement is. And when we look further, I see that the north and south node make a T-square to that Venus. So they're not helping. They're challenging you. And the statement is that, I am challenged as a result of my past experiences where I was in more control than I am in this lifetime. I am challenged by people who are superior to me or who I think are superior to me, people who are in positions of authority. So you have to come into recognizing the value of who you are. That needs to become very strong inside of you as you go forward in order for you to receive that pay jump that you're looking for. Okay, now let's see who's supporting you in getting that. And right now, um, Mars was, but Mars is gone. We need somebody, a uh, heavy hitter if we can get one. And uh, unfortunately, I, well, let's see here. Jupiter right now is retrograde. Jupiter in its retrograde motion could definitely bring you into some contact. So let me just bring this forward because I don't recall exactly when Jupiter will turn and how far it's going to go back but it's going, it's going all the way so here's the statement in July okay, Jupiter will be aligned with your Venus in a sextile which means the opportunity opens up at that point in time for you to get the promotion that you may be looking for in order to increase the income that you are looking for. Now, whether you get it right then and there, that may be the jumping point where you're to go forward to ask for that promotion or to go forward with a resume to get something that's better. So I would be looking towards July, but then what will happen is Jupiter is going to turn around and when it turns around and comes back, which will be in September, that's when you will probably land the position or get the promotion. But you've got to do the homework before. So in July, you need to work on it. 
And when it comes to September, the beginning of September, you're probably going to get it because you've got everything indicating it's manifesting. Not only is Jupiter in a sextile to Venus, but it is also in a sextile to Saturn, and Saturn rules your house of money, which says, I will expand my income. So I'd say this is your time frame. Make good use of it. Jupiter, when it comes into our lives, it opens doorways of opportunity, but it's up to us to take advantage of them. If we don't, it can bypass us, and it will not come back to this position for quite a long time. So it's 12 years down the road. But it will come to another position that is going to be good, and that's just a few years away. So you don't clinch it now, and you should clinch it now. Then when it comes to the next time where it is in Aquarius, so next year uh, Jupiter will be in Capricorn. The year following, 2021, it will be in Aquarius. And by mid-year, it will start to activate. Actually, earlier, it will be around this time of year. It will start to activate Saturn. So another doorway for another uh, expansion will open up to you. Okay? Okay, great. Thank you very yeah. much. Great. You're very welcome. Good fortune to you. Thank yes, you. Thanks have for calling. Thanks, Barbara. Bye. You have a great night. Been alive. Okay. We've got Tracy next. Hi, Tracy. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm fabulous. Well, <laughs> she's fabulous without a voice. That is true. <laughs> so, Grace, what, what's your date of birth? January 30th, 1961. January 30th, 1961. And what time were you born? 1.20 a.m. And where were you born, Tracy? Creston, British Columbia, Canada. Can you spell that for me? Because I couldn't quite understand what you said. Creston, C-R-E-S-T-O-N. E-R-E-S-T. Oh, Breston. Okay, got it. Crest- and that's Crest- British Columbia, Canada? Yeah, Creston with a C. I thought, oh, it's with the C as in Charles? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's why I'm not getting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Crest- Creston, British How- Columbia, Canada. Got it. I found it. Very good. All right. Yeah. We're in good shape. Yeah, there's more than one Creston in Canada, so I've got yeah. the right one. Yeah. Let's go to this trywheel and tell me where you want me to focus. Money. Money. Always a good focus. Yeah, you I'm know, destitute right now. Oh, Lord, that's not a good thing to hear. Well, no. I want you to ch- change that vision and change your words. You need to say... Okay. I, I have it coming in right now. It's not in my hands yet, but it's coming and I can feel it. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Speak I like will that, say that so you open the doors, okay? Yeah. You need yeah. to have that. Uh, we, none of us can afford to be without in this day and age. All yeah. Too expensive. So let's see what's going on. You do have a square going on with Jupiter uh, to your Venus. It's not actually applying. It's So that probably has challenged you when it was applying, but going to turn around. Let's see what else is going on. Oh, I see it here. Saturn and the North Node and the South Node are both right slap dag, right on top of your Jupiter. You need to see those guys get out of the way. 
When we have Saturn on top of Jupiter, Jupiter is in your second house. Jupiter rules your house of money and values. And to have Saturn on top, Saturn ends up saying, I am going to uh, suppress or remove what you have saved. So that's not a good thing to see. So you're going to have to see Saturn getting off of this. And uh, right now it actually is close, but it will start to release in a month's time, but it's not over at that point, okay? So you may feel a sense of relief, uh, but what will happen, because Saturn is going retrograde, it will turn around, and when it turns around and comes back, it will start to apply again. So you'll find a break from uh, uh, next month through to approximately October, Okay, and then Saturn starts to go direct. It's still not harming you yet, but Pluto is at that point. So Spirit is trying to teach you something here, trying to help you with something here. They are looking to have you transform either your values or the way that you uh, make your income. Uh, So let's take another look for just a second to see what else in this chart might tell us what you need to transform to. So give me a second. I, I am becoming a healer. Oh, good. Um, good. So yeah, you already have yeah. a direction. And, a, and a medium. Excellent. So all you need to do is understand that you are in this zone and you are transforming. Because Pluto, when we look at November, Pluto is slap dang exactly, I mean, within one minute on top of your Jupiter. Saturn is starting to move towards it. And if I remember correctly, uh, in January, we've got them both right in that 20-degree zone. So hang on a second. But it will be separating at that point. So here in January, they're 22 degrees, and you were born with Jupiter at 20 degrees. So once they come to this 22-degree mark, they will no longer have effect on you. Okay. Okay. So that is the good news. Now, I'm going to give you a little even better news because what's coming up next year for you is Jupiter is, you're having what we call a Jupiter return. In other words, Jupiter in the sky is coming back to the same space it was at the moment you were born. This happens once every 12 years. So whatever your birthday is next year, it's within that 12 framework. At any rate, that's a statement that says I have an opportunity that will open up. I'm able to focus on expanding. I'm able to focus in a way that will expand my income and what I value. So that is a blessing that's coming up, and I believe you're going to get more than one pass on that. So the first pass comes in the beginning of March of next year, and let's see if I am correct and it goes back, if it goes back that far, and it does. So you're going to get a second pass. This one won't be as effective, but it'll still be there in August of next year. And then it will turn around and go direct, and then you start to have the final pass, which should actually solidify whatever you've been doing. And that will happen between October and uh, the beginning of November. You get about a month's time there. Okay? Okay. So just just keep your presence, keep going. You're doing the right thing. You know, whenever Pluto's in our life and Saturn's in our life, but especially Pluto, 
Pluto basically all you can do is just put your hand in Pluto's hand and go forward because if you fight it, all you end up with is trouble. It just hurts. Instead, what Pluto asks you to do is look at the keep your attention on the outcome. Stop focusing on where you are now. You know, if your hand if you if you're wearing clothing and it's on fire, focusing on the fire is not going to put it out. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You must yeah. focus on putting the fire out and healing the wound. Okay? Yeah. You're not going to yeah. have a wound where you're opening up a doorway for a whole new life. It's a transformation. So I think you're going to find the outcome is going to be very good. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Take good care of yourself. Yeah. Thank you, you very much. Yeah. Do Thanks touch back going. with us and let us know how your life is going. Yes, I will. Take care. Have a good night. Yeah. Okay, bye. Have you noticed that even though we ask people to come back and tell us, we haven't had a lot of that. We don't. I don't know why that is. I mean, I think we're very nice. Don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think think we're lovely. (laughs) I love love you. are my my rooting team. uh, well, you know, it's it's just that you you often don't get the confirmation when things happen, and yeah. and you know more frequently, you know, you get you know, well, it didn't happen or hasn't come yet or you know stuff like that, and you know, it kind of does. Um, it's so just just for all of you out there that have gotten readings and things have happened, we love to hear that. It's just. Um, not that we keep score, but it's it's just it's so nice now and then to hear that we were able to not only give hope, but the hope manifested into something positive for them. Yeah, you know I, I see it all the time with my clients, so it's just fine. But um, and I think sometimes when people are in a zone where they're questioning, where am I going? What's happening in this area? Why aren't things manifesting? That's when they are listening, and that's when they call in. But when their lives start to go really well, they don't think of us. <laughs> no, they just sit back and go, "We, this is a great ride," and you know they forget where where the hope came from. Um, okay, so we've got Rose here. Hi, Rose. Hello. How you doing this evening? Hello. Doing we're, well. We're, we're good. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Um, you're a little New York accent in there. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't seem to disguise it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I was I was born and raised there, so I'm quite aware. Uh, so when's uh, your okay. birthday, Rose? Uh, June 6, 1963. Happy All the sixes. Up. Yeah, it's coming up. All right. Um. <laughs> And I believe I was, yeah, uh, I believe I was born at 10.40 uh, p.m. or somewhere around that time. And uh, born in uh, Long Island, New York. Where in Long Island Um, City or? uh, No, uh, like Brookhaven, Suffolk County. That's it, Brookhaven. Okay. I need need this town. That's what I was hunting for. Because Long Island is long. Yes, it is. 
and, and it makes a difference in uh, right, the longitude right, latitude. So we're good. Right, right. We're good. So what yeah. would you like to focus on? Uh, uh, Korea would be good. Okay, let's take a look. You have Scorpio at the midheaven, and you have Neptune very, very close to that midheaven. It's the most elevated planet in your chart, which can mm-hmm. say certain things. It can tell us that you're, you can be a very creative individual, but you can also be an individual who uh, is, is almost like a de- creative detective. <laughs> Uh, that Scorpio energy can make you dig for the the facts, the the things that no one else sees, and and can make you someone who goes for what's hidden, and can also make you incredibly intuitive when it comes to career. Uh, it, you're intuitive in a lot of ways when we see uh, a Neptune Scorpio like that. Uh, in addition, right. it makes a fantastic trine uh, to Chiron in your second house, which is the house of income. You have uh, Pisces on that house cusp, and that trying tells me that, that there is much opportunity for you through the wounds that you ha- have experienced in your life, wounds that have caused you uh, issues of sabotage or self-sabotage, the wounds that mm-hmm. have caused you to feel like you have imprisoned yourself and, and needed to find a way to set your own values free, to expose them, to let them be seen, to take control uh, that uh, in those ways that you've been wounded, you have the ability to open the door and help others heal the same kinds of wounds. And uh, you can make money doing that. You can make money helping others heal issues that have been hidden as a result uh, of past or earlier parts of their lives. So that's mm. a very powerful statement, what I'm saying, and I don't know if you've brought that out into your world yet, but that is a very, very powerful thing that you are capable of doing. And um, this, Yes, uh, yes I, I have brought that out, and I actually am working on, <laughs> excellent. I'm working excellent. on a project. Mm-hmm. That is excellent. Uh, so looking further, you know, you have a, a little congregation going on over here. Uh, in the seventh, eighth combo here, uh, you have uh, your part of fortune, your north node, both 22 degrees. 22 is a master number, and uh, and they are right there, um, just just at the beginning of the seventh house. So the, this doesn't really apply to your career, but there is a statement there that says, "I am mastering issues of relationships in terms of relationship and family." Family relationships, I'm working on mastering those things in this lifetime, and I will have good fortune through my connections to people that I consider family. And that may be people who are blood family, it may be people that you consider family. It's not always easy for spirit to define these things because in reality we're all connected. So spirit doesn't necessarily just see blood. And uh, you also have uh, uh, Mars and Uranus here. They are both one degree, uh, so they're conjunct, uh, and they're not just conjunct. They're like they're latched together, Uranus <laughs> and right. Mars, and uh, they're in, in Virgo, so they're in an active space um, together in a sign that does not allot for either of them. Uh, Virgo does nothing for Mars, <laughs> and <laughs> does nothing for Uranus. 
But what it does is it takes the energy of Mars and slows it down and makes it like um, like a detailed energy. So it's an energy that says I can be highly critical by detail. I can see the critical issues. And Uranus tries to speed all of that up, but uh, it's going to do it in kind of a, a backward fashion because Virgo, it's very hard to, if you've ever known a Virgo, speeding them up is not easy. And I could tell you stories because my sister's a Virgo. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, Uranus is saying what we'll do is we'll create changes that will expose those details. We will create changes. We will turn it upside down. It's, it's kind of like a rototiller in the earth here. Right, so, right, uh, right. Those, those elements say that in relationships you have the ability to uncover things in, in, in critical uh, awareness. So it's a beautiful statement. So let's look at the outer planets for just a second here to see how we're getting some form of activation coming. And um, what we've had, of course, uh, Jupiter has uh, been uh, not very helpful at this point because it's in Sag, but it will go into. um, Well, actually, it's going to you're 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 going to have it uh, as it goes into um, uh, Capricorn next year you're going to have some real real positive response when it hits right in that 13-degree zone. So that is where you'd be watching. And I'm going to bring it forward to just find that time zone for you so you'll right. get a better idea and you can be ready for it. So here it is. It's the end of January of this year coming in 2020. It's the end of January, the beginning of February. It is active. Right. And so this is your time frame where uh, you may connect with something that you have wanted to do out of the past or connect with someone from the past or connect with Mm -hmm. a dream that you had in the past that Mm -hmm. will allow you to activate this career in a way that just starts to expand everything, starts to bring in the income that you're looking for. Mm, Sounds good. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. What you'll find is that... Yeah. Two years after that, you're going to really pump it up. So uh, this is your doorway where it opens, but uh, two years later, uh, you're going to see uh, a, a bigger increase. So there's okay. um, it goes into Pisces and hits 14 degrees of Pisces. It's just going to really go through the roof because then it will be, number one, Jupiter is the ruler of your house of money. It will be in your house of money. It will be on your Chiron and activating Neptune and the Midheaven, and it will activate your part of fortune. All of that, your progressed part of fortune, all of that will just open doors. So get those That'll be like in and, 2023. Yeah, yeah, whatever one. it is, I'm, I'm not good yeah, at something. The time time's flying. Yeah, so this is 2020. <laughs> it's uh, 2020. Let's see, 2020. It's in uh, Capricorn. 2021. It's in Aquarius. 2022. It's the year of 2022. Oh, okay. That's a good okay. year. Two, two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. It is. That's a master yeah. year. 2022. Wow. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's gonna All be right. busy. Yeah, it sounds two, great. Two, two, two. You too. It's going to be good. February second is going to be amazing that year, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll look forward to that. 
Well, you take care and good fortune to you. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great night, really. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we've got Stacy here. Dokey. Hi, Stacy. Yeah. Hi, Michelle. Thank you both for taking my call. Um, speaking of retrogrades, I started a job on March 25th. It ended April 11th, right when the <laughs> retrograde was over. Like, first it started on a retrograde. You know, I interviewed and it started and it ended three weeks later. I'm kind of devastated because I like the job, but the supervisor was a real bitch between me and you. You know, and I don't know if the other new hires lasted there or if I'm only affected during retrogrades. I'm a Capricorn. My birthday well, is me, the day let I'm... Me, let, me, let me first get your chart up, Stacy, and then I will address everything you've just said. So okay, give me your date you. of birth. December 26, 1967. 1967. Time of birth? Nine, yes, seven. Um, 6.18 in the morning. 6.18 a.m. and place? Oceanside, New York. Oceanside, New York. Beautiful. Okay. So first off, I want to go directly to the issue of retrograde. You were hired at the beginning of the retrograde. You lost the job at the end of the retrograde. So invariably, when people have the revolving door during a retrograde, the revolve continues. It doesn't stop. So during the next retrograde, you're going to have another pickup. That is frequently what happens. So it may be that you as soul entered this field to enter this business, whatever it was, whoever hired you, in order to activate an awareness that will cause uh, either the person who is the supervisor to change the way that they work or to leave the job. So Oh, yeah. Um, Michelle, thanks for addressing that because what happened was, I had complaints about the way she was treating me. I mean, she was yelling at me for getting oh being God. at work early. You know, she was like, you know, and I I didn't hear her talking to new hires like that unless it happened after, but you think she's going to get reprimanded by the way she treated me? Well, I don't know if it'll be a reprimand or an awareness activation, but you're going to see that something, you know, as so we don't, what you learn as you move on the spiritual path is that you are always volunteering to be uh, an activator for others. Mm-hmm. And so in this experience, you have activated the space of consciousness. Now, it's not really up to us to go in and identify what happened. It's not important. I call that... Yeah, well, of- I know, I know her, birth, her birthday is April 8th, 1960. Oh, no, I don't... I, Stacy, I don't have time to go look at her birthday. I'm going to look at you to see how you're doing in terms of getting another job. But I just mm-hmm. want you to understand that we don't, that's not what we need to do. We don't need to focus on her. You need to focus on continuing to move forward yourself and know mm-hmm. that the wind of change will work behind your back. It always does. So if there's yeah, something to be cleaned up yeah, there, I- it will clean it up. 
I needed a job and just so happens it, you know, came up on a retrograde. I couldn't turn it down because I needed of it. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Of course not. Well, that doesn't mean it won't come back. That's usually retrograde is a boomerang. It usually comes back. So, so let's take a look. So, what you're concerned about is, are you concerned about finding another job? Is that where you are? Yeah. Even if it's temp, something to hold me over. It's devastating. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, be kind to yourself during these periods. You know, what you have, Pluto in the sky right now, has has been messing with your uh, Venus progressed and uh, see who else it's messing with because it thinks there's somebody else there. And your natal Venus uh, is also messing with it. So that takes time for Pluto to get off. But when Pluto is activating uh, Venus, and Venus in your chart is located, one, in your first house, so it's activating in terms of you personally. So it's almost like someone's pointing a finger at you. And it's also um, saying you need to transform the way that you look at what you wish for and what you ask for. You need to transform these things. And looking further on, uh, we have uh, Eris is active in, in a stressful way. Eris is the goddess of war. Uh, she is the one who says, women, you have to stand up for yourselves. You need to take action. And so you have also been experiencing a, a stress of going back and forth on what to do. How do I do this? What should I do? So you did the right thing. You are doing the right thing. Standing up for yourself is always the right thing. So we look a little further, and I can see that your natal Pluto is 22 degrees. So this is a trine coming in as Pluto, when Pluto turns and goes forward again, it will have done, it's probably uh, close to, it will have one more activation in January and that should be it. But that trine to Pluto, Pluto to Pluto, is an opportunity for you to open up, transform what you're wishing for. So whatever it is you are really asking for, it isn't, you should stop asking for a job and start asking for what you want. Do you understand what I'm saying here? That's what Pluto is actually trying to tell you. It's not saying go get a job because you need money. You need to open up your consciousness and say, you know what I want? This is it. This is what I want. And let spirit start opening the doorway for that delivery because Pluto is literally trying to can open you. <laughs> it's like a can opener. Try and open you up and get you to put out uh, what your real dream is instead of living in the small frame. That's what Pluto's trying to do. And as things continue to move forward, right now, Jupiter, when it turns around, it's going to activate your part of fortune. And when it does, the doorway opens up for you to get that job, whatever that job may be. And it may not be the one that you had. It may be something that you like better. But uh, let's go look to see when this is finally coming to activation. It's got to turn around to do that. And here it is. It starts its activation in September. So that is when you more than likely will find yourself uh, getting uh, the job that will expand your world. I okay. want to see what else is going on there, too. Because... Um, I want, I, there's got to be somebody else who's also activating. And it appears to be uh, the nodes have been activating. 
And at that point in time, Mars is also very active. So this is your period. This is your time frame. In the meantime, get something temp. Don't worry about it. Just go with it. The temp may be the thing that turns out to be this gift in September, but go for what you can get in terms of saying this is just a side thing. My dream is this, and keep that dream on the table and focus it because that is what Pluto is asking you to do. So September, you're saying I'm doing more of a career kind of job? You know, it's October, actually. It's not the end of September, the beginning of October. Yes. You should get something at that point in time. A doorway opens up for you to get something that you really want. And it could be the job that you had because uh, at this point in time, Jupiter is coming through the 12th house and applying to your ascendant. So it could very well be something that is from the past. Would not surprise me. You mean some a job from the past will be coming in September, or or like next or before that? No, I'm Step saying in. the end of September, the beginning of October. Oh, at a job I've been to or applied to, you mean? It could be you know it could be a job that you have had in the past that you really like. Wow. So I may bump into someone, a job that I had in the past would come through that maybe I was at. Wow. You know, that would be good because between me and you, Michelle, I was at a job for six years and apart and a job for eight years and got laid off. So I, mm-hmm. in the past, you know, that was in like the end of thir- 2013. Since then, I ha- haven't had a long-term position. Well, you've got a doorway opening up, so just hang in there. Don't So you said the end of September. I know, but financially, you know, I even, you know, hopefully my mom or something, because it's very hard, you know, it's getting her upset. I do do understand that, sweetie. I understand that. And I don't have a a significant other, unfortunately. But what you have to understand is if you stay in the zone of feeling sorry that you don't have something. If you stay in the zone where you focus on what you don't have, it becomes more of a challenge for the spiritual beings to manifest you what you want. You must stay in the zone of seeing what you want and focusing on it and knowing that the time right now will fill itself with something that will at least cover your needs. Yeah, that's what I want, but... Do you see that happening soon, Michelle? That's all I want to know. No, I, I, I don't see it till around September. I, that doesn't mean I, I, I couldn't be wrong. I could certainly be wrong. I am not God, although I am God because we're all God. But yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so just just take things that are temporary now. Go forward. Get your fingers in whatever you need to to get some income coming I, in. So you I know. Feel do, good you see, about do you see a temporary thing coming up anytime soon? It's kind of hard to say with temporary, but um, let me go back because I'm already in October here. So give me just a second to go back to where we are. We are in May. Let's see here. Let's see if you've got something coming up. 
Pluto, like I said, is telling you what you need to do, and it's not offering you anything. Uh, Saturn right now is applying to your Mars, and that is just cutting you off from everything. And that needs to move out of the way before you really have anything uh, come in. So we're looking at, here it is right on it, and then it's going to, it releases some of the pressure in July. So even the end of June, by the middle of June, it starts to release some of the pressure. So you probably find something at that point in time. But then it will turn around, and when it comes back, that's when, you know, you may find that um, Jupiter has already opened a door for you. Because before Saturn even comes back, Jupiter is already in position. So so those are your time frames, okay? June? Oh, it's a long time because I've been out of work since April 11th. That's the scary part. June is not that far away. It's next month. Hang in there. It's 30 days. Sometimes, the middle. sometimes what the spirit does, it tries to turn us around so that we stop giving and start receiving. So it takes a lot of courage to ask for help. But sometimes we are forced in a position where we must. Remember, when you ask for help, you are not hurting anyone. What you're doing is you're opening a doorway for people who karmically owe you something to give you what is going to lift them out of that karmic situation. You're actually opening up a gift. You need to see it as that and not see it as I am less than because I must ask for help. That's not the way you should be looking at anything. Yeah, my mom says what's wrong, that I can't get a job and I can't keep one, and I don't have an answer. Well, I I can only give you what I see. I can't give you anything else. I don't have it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, answer is if, her answer is if I had a man, I wouldn't have to worry, but. Well, that's, that's, no, that's, no, 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 man. You know that's not going to happen because who and who? I don't want to meet anybody right now without a job. I just don't want to tell anybody that I'm not working. Well, that's that's another lock that you're looking to unlock, my friend. There is when we have locks we put in place, spirit will come in at different times, especially with Pluto as rambunctious as it is right now is going to put you in positions where you have to unlock these locks. And I'm not saying you should get into a relationship at this minute. I'm saying get rid of the lock. You need to bless it and say, I am open to receive in any form that spirit has that is legally acceptable. I will mm-hmm. receive. And that means love. That means money. That means whatever I want or desire in my life. You need to start saying that and let go of these locks that say, I can't have someone because I'm not working. I can't have someone because I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not, we could go on with the list because in this society, we have lists that are ridiculous. Everybody who's listening needs to take their lists and go put them in a little fire pit and burn them up because we don't need lists. We need to recognize that we're divine beings. And that if we will focus on what it is 
and know that we are loved, loved, loved eternally, we will start receiving. So please, this is a time frame when you come against a wall, you need to look at the wall that you've created. And I'm not saying your mom's right, and I'm not saying your mom's wrong. I'm saying that we as individuals come into situations like this because it's time for us to learn that we are divine, we are loved, and we are worthy. You are these things. So give yourself that gift and let go of the locks that you've set on yourself so that you can receive. And you will. Yeah, but long since I've been at, been at a, you know, been at a job. It's it's like a job three weeks, two weeks, a month, a, a week. You know, it's not consistent, you know, and I went through a lot of money. That's why, you know what I mean? Well, thank God you had the money to go through. Yeah, but not anymore. That's why I'm worried. Well, that's okay. You still have a mom. You're one of the lucky ones. We don't all have moms. No, but she says she's not going to do it anymore. That's what I'm worried about. Well, if she sees you trying, she's not going to turn you away. A mom's not going to put you on the street if you're I don't know. I don't know. Because I have a brother that's not very nice. You're going to have to work on these and I can't solve them for you with astrology. I wish I could. I don't have a magic wand, but you do. And that's your thought frame. <laughs> and, you, you know, social services, social services has counseling for people, too. And that doesn't cost anything. And you might try finding a counselor through them and, and working on some of these areas so that you start putting out a more positive uh, energetic that will attract people to you. I mean, the, the last job, I had a, the job after three weeks. I liked the job, what I was doing, but the supervisor was terrible. Well, no, but but that's done. You have to look forward now. And, well, that's why I'm applying, and, and nothing's been happening. Okay, but, but also you're in a place where it feels like you're just going in circles. And social services has facilities available that can give you counseling that can help you get back on track that don't cost anything. So check out social services and counseling because that would probably help you. You know, you know Michelle is fabulous, and everything she says I totally agree with. But, you know, you may have other things going on there in your life that, you know, she and we can't do counseling here on the air. But but you may need some form of, of professional counseling to get you over the hump and help you forward. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody I know has been to counseling. Of course, I don't know what that says about who I know, but but, but <laughs> we, we all have moments. We all have moments when we need to have a rational voice talking to us that that is not involved in everything that's going on with us that has a clearer picture of how how we should work to get out of the hole we've dug for ourselves and i think that's where you are right now you're you're kind of 
I know you're beyond my credentials, and I know every everything Michelle has said is absolutely true, but but you you have yeah, to yeah, just like you you, you have to stop wor- you have to stop talking about and worrying about what's wrong, and focusing on what's right. And a professional yeah, counselor that's why can I help you do the time that. Time frame, time frame, far. That's why I'm worried. If I was I think to get something. You know, right away, I feel better. I understand that, but I truly believe you you need some professional help here. And and it is available without a cost. So just go to social services, tell them you're out of work, that you need some counseling. And and they have people that can help you turn your life around, honestly. Yeah, and while you're doing that, continue to apply for jobs. Continue to do what you're doing. You're going to get one in about a month's time. So it's not that far away. 30 days is not that far. Keep your focus on the good things. And every time you have a negative thought, bless it, love it, and then refocus on the things that are positive. You'll start to move yourself in the right direction. Having a support team can be incredibly helpful. So that's what a counselor is. They're your support team. So, you know, go to social services and find someone who can be a support team for you. Uh, I wish there was more we could do. The only other stuff we will do with you is to work with you on the inner planes, but that's not out here. And it does energetically work, and it will help. But you, if you need exterior support, please go and find it. Be kind to yourself. Wake up in the morning and say, I love who I am. Practice saying that. And say, I love this fantastic job I have, even though right now it's not manifest, but it's coming. And Uh we're going to have another person, I'm sorry, but please listen to what we've said and take it to heart. Don't hurt yourself. Be kind and love yourself every single moment that you can. And things will start to manifest for you. I hope so. It does happen, but you you know you have to do the work too. So, just um, get get some help because it'll really help. And Stacy, I'm sorry, but we really have to move on. Okay, thank you both so much for taking the time. Okay, you bet. Take care of yourself and love yourself, Stacy. Thank you. Okay, we've got Donna here. Hi, Donna. Hello, Barbara. Hi, Michelle. How are you? We're good. Good. <laughs> good Speak good, for good. yourself. <laughs> well. <laughs> Barbara's good. Oh. She just doesn't have a voice. <laughs> so what, what's well, your date of birth? Um, April 22nd, 1954. Just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Born Thank in the you. year of the horse. Wow. So what time were yeah. you born? Um, 2.20 p.m. in Flushing, Long Island. No, 2.50 p.m., sorry. 2.50 p.m. in Flushing, Long Island. All righty. Let's go for it. And what did you need us to focus on? Well, I know something's coming in because during my meditation, I heard a couple weeks ago, uh, it's coming soon, and it filled me up with such appreciation and such gratitude and such love and 
I've been asking for more money to come in and um, maybe to meet meet a fellow. Um, I did get a little part-time job taking care of a blind man. I did that for two weeks. But, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. enough to go traveling on. (laughs) I need a windfall. (laughs) Well, that's probably true. Well, you know, right now Jupiter is traveling through your fourth house, which is the house of the home and the house of emotions. And if we could sprinkle Jupiter into every house, I'd love to do that for everyone, but there's only one Jupiter. At any rate, uh, right now it's applying to your moon, and uh, that says that there's a sense of optimism, and that's probably where you're feeling something really good is manifesting. Yes. As it turns, yes. When it turns, turns around and goes direct, it will, whatever it's meant to bring, will start to manifest. It is in a magnificent trying to Pluto coming through your 12th house, so let's redefine all of this. It could be a contract, it could be a phone call, and it could involve uh, property, it could involve uh, something that you've been wishing for or asking for or dreaming of for a very long time. Now, it is, it, what's really interesting about this configuration is that even though Jupiter is conjoining your moon, making a trying to your Pluto, it is also in what we call in astrology a yod, or the finger of God, we call it. And uh, it's coming through Uranus and Venus. So it tells us the rest of the story. Uranus and Venus are in a sextile to each other, coming through the ninth and 11th houses. And they're basically saying that uh, love and love of things and love of comfort and love of security and love of learning all of this has uh, is an opportunity for you that comes through a change of residency. Uh, it's almost like you're saying, when I travel, I have much more options. I learn so much, and I fall in uh-huh. love with more things. Uh, so there's a statement there that says, I love to travel. And by Jupiter coming into play here, as it goes, it, right now it's in retrograde, so it's applying but it's going to turn around and go direct. And when it goes direct and, and activates this, that's when what you've been waiting for will manifest. So I'm just going to pull it in and tell you when that is. Oh, it thank starts, you, Michelle. Yeah, it starts to apply uh, the beginning of September and comes into an exact form uh, before, by the end of October. So you've got that time zone in there, and travel is, <laughs> it's almost as though it, what it appears to be to me is you may end up with a home in a, a different country. You may travel to a different country that will become a home for you, uh, or a secondary home, or, or be with someone who has other homes. There's something going on there about a home in another country. So it sounds very exciting. Oh, I would love that. You know, I've done a lot of traveling throughout my years, and I love going to foreign countries. And, I mean, I, that would mm-hmm. be ideal for me because I don't have kids or anything that that would keep me here. I could just pick up and go. You know, that's yeah. great. Well, oh my gosh. Me, so that's what you're expecting. That's what you're feeling. That's the power that you're feeling right now. And, and it looks very good to me. So it looks like it's a balancing act between home and a foreign land. And it, uh, uh, and it's work in a foreign land. Work is connected here, so career is connected uh, here. Huh, okay. Interesting. Maybe the guy that I pick up with, uh, maybe he'll 
do something and I'll, you know, help them. I don't know. Sounds good. <laughs> I don't know either. These, these things have a way of working themselves out, and they do manifest. <laughs> They're always fascinating when people come back to let us know what the story was. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'll let you know, Michelle and Barbara, because, I, yeah, it, this is one thing I just know is going to happen because it, it's like my whole body encompassed the message with such love yeah. and gracefulness, you know. Yep, it would be coming through your body, through your emotions, and through your dream state. All of that is active here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to look for it uh, September, October, like you said. You bet. Yeah, good. I'll just get me in shape. Well, thank you, Michelle. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You take care and you have a great night. Thank you. You too. You too, Barbara. Thank you. Okay, so I have a question. Um, We have a a slight reprieve here. Um, The world is going crazy. (laughs) It doesn't sound like a question. Well, no, that's a statement. Well, it is. It is. And, I mean, I know you don't have the world's birthday, and I'm not thinking, I'm not really focusing on the United States specifically, but humanity mm-hmm. as a whole. And it feels as though we are going through such incredible trials and changes. And, and is there any way of just taking a look at, at the planet and seeing what's happening to, well, it's not so much the planet it is, as it is humanity. It has me well, concerned. Well, don't 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 be too concerned, okay? I mean, it is concerning. What's happening is Jupiter, uh, not Jupiter, but Saturn and Pluto are together in Capricorn. That's what's happening, and it's huge. That is a huge statement it, it, to the average person. They don't even begin to understand what in the world is Michelle talking about. Who cares? <laughs> well, the last time Saturn and Pluto were together in Capricorn was in the year 1215, 1215. That's how long ago. And in that time, the change that took place, Saturn, Saturn is structure. Saturn is things that have been around forever and have held their ground. Saturn is like Notre Dame Cathedral, which was around for centuries. As a matter of fact, it was originally built in the 1200s in the 13th century. Um, No, it started in the 1200s. That's when the timbers that were in that building were first hewn. And Saturn represents every form of government, every form of structure. Pluto represents a transformation. It says, I will come in now and I will transform the structures. In 1215, what I could gather or glean from the unfortunate internet, uh, I say unfortunate because I can't always get everything I'm looking for out of it, is that all of Christendom changed forever in the year 1215. Martin Luther hung the edict on the cathedral door and broke Christendom into pieces. That's a huge change. Oh, yeah. Also, also in that year, 
the king of England signed an edict that allowed people to bring large numbers of slaves to the United States of America, which was just a continent that everyone was claiming. And the first slave ship with 3,000 slaves came to the United States. In the 1200s? Yep, 1215. Huge, huge changes. Huge changes. And that's why you're feeling all of this now, because this is a time, it is a pivotal year. Huge changes, things that you have felt would stand the test of time forever are going to transform. And when it's like an earthquake that's happening across the world, and where the information we have from 1215 is a mere piece of crumbs for the table, what we will have in this year will be the whole cake and a few more because we have the Internet. We have intercontinental communication as never before seen. So, yes. So, so systems of governments and, and, and religions as a whole are going through this kind of transformation? It's not just governments and religions. It's anything that has been around forever and has been strong and structured and whole and old. So that's banking system. That's the way we look at communication. It's the way we hear government or the way government performs or political systems perform. It's the way we build structures. It's a whole lot more. It can be also patriarchal relationships. That is a structure. We've created structures through our ideas, our thoughts, our processes, as well as our hands. So how will it change? Well, the good news is that next year, Jupiter will join Saturn and Pluto for a little tiny bit in the beginning of the year next year and the end of January. And that says, that as they have crumbled everything down, Jupiter comes to bring the gifts. There will be gifts of expansion, a new sense of optimism, an understanding that what we have demolished we can rebuild. What about the oceans? Don't they need to be decomposed and recomposed? (laughs) It's all, there are different things happening on the planet. The code, the what we call um, the the genetic code will be that's a structure everyone agreed to for a very long time. It's about to be broken down, and just and people are going to reve- be revealing. Uh, it will reveal to people what the real structures are. That those structures you have not understood before because science couldn't go there. So there's all kinds of things happening, and yes, we're all feeling it. How could we not? Uh, the man in the White House is just focusing our attention on what do we value? What is important to you as an American citizen? And uh, there are other nations experiencing the same thing. What is important to you as a Canadian citizen or as 
someone from the UK or Iceland or Finland, and we could go on and on because it's happening everywhere. This is not just the chart of the U.S. This is the planetary configurations that are now in process that haven't been in process for hundreds and hundreds of years. So, yes, we all feel uncomfortable, but it's good. You have to focus. This is why, I mean, tonight I've talked about Pluto to how many people? Because we can't stop Pluto. The only way you can get through an experience where Pluto is dominating is to realize that whatever Pluto takes down and puts into little pieces, out of that ashes comes the phoenix. Something rises out of it that will be new, that will be brilliant, that will be far beyond anything you've seen before. And it will be good because the consciousness of man today, and I say man including woman, and I really should not say that. I should say the consciousness of humanity today is far beyond the consciousness of the humans that were on this planet in the year 1215, of which you and I were here. Mm. Wow. Uh, That said, we have another caller. Well, of course. (laughs) Of course we do, when when we get into the juicy stuff. Okay, we've got 773-818. You're on the air. Well, hi. How are you? We're doing well. Well, um, so um, I'm just curious about, um, did you want my birthday or or how does this all work? Yes, that's where we start. So what is is your name? What can we call you first? Oh, well, you can call me Joellen. Joellen, okay. So now what is your birthday? Um, It's March 31st. March. So you just had a birthday not too long ago, March 31st, yes. what year? 67. 1967, which is way into another century. Okay, and what time were you born, Joellen? See, I don't know that. My mom thinks it was early morning, the wee hours. So like four in the morning or something like that when you say wee hours or two in the yeah, morning? Yeah, or... probably. Okay, yeah. well, just... We're going to pick Before 5 o'clock. Okay, okay let's so do let's, 3 o'clock. Let's do 3 in the morning. That's exactly what I was thinking. And and so what's going to happen here, because we don't know what time we were born, my timing can be off in some areas. So okay. uh, where were you born? Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis. It's a long word, Indianapolis, and I didn't oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I got it right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Indiana. Let's see here. Oh. Uh, Indianapolis. There it is. Marion County. Did not know that. Alrighty. So let's go to your triwheel. And why don't you tell me what is it you'd like me to look at? You have. Saturn going over your ascendant. It's right on your ascendant even as we speak. 
So do you feel thin right now? <laughs> that was a nice statement. I was kind of being. Well, um, you could be feeling a, very cold and very and not warm right now, but you could also feel thin. It's a lovely way to look at it. <laughs> um, I don't feel thin. No, I figured you didn't, but it was my nice attitude. So, oh. and but yeah, now when Saturn goes over our ascendant, what happens is we feel very um, old. We can feel old. We can feel. Uh, not happy, we can feel depressed, we can feel down, we can feel under the weight of responsibility, we can feel like we really don't don't have good reason to look at ourselves. So uh, it's not a great feeling. What you have at the other end that is kind of cool is you were born with Jupiter at the opposite end. So it's not quite opposing Jupiter yet, but it will happen in uh, starting in about the end of January. Uh, next year, and then there will be this balancing act that will go on about, oh, how should I expand or should I retract? Uh, is it okay to get involved or uh, should I maybe become more about me and focus more on me or should I uh, try getting out there and becoming more integrated with the people that uh, I partner with or that I love? So that's going to be coming up. Some of that is even happening as we speak because Pluto well, is actually... Well, I'm just curious about um, maybe um, changes in the career or just, okay. just more interesting opportunities coming my way. That's what I'm looking for. I feel like uh, I'm just exhausted where I'm at. And I like it. It's just I want to be able to... I'm at the point where I should be able to work less a little bit, ease up on the hours, and I feel like I'm working more than when I was in my 20s. That's what my eye doctor says. Very sad. Um, That opportunity is not opening up for you at this moment. As much as I'd like to tell you otherwise, I can. Uh, But what will happen, uh, and I can see why you have a desire for this. There's a, uh, right now, Jupiter is applying to your moon, so there is a desire for you to get what you really want. There's a desire for you to expand, to have more freedom, to learn more, to maybe travel more. There's a desire for these things, and they become very strong while Jupiter is in this position. However, it will take another, um, uh, actually, there was some opportunity that came in, but that's gone now. So it's going to take um, around, I want to say March or something of next year. Let me just go forward and see and make sure I'm right before I tell you otherwise. Here we go. So here is where it's, oops, let's go back a little bit. It starts to apply around the middle of December. And it will probably go forward and then come back. So let's take it the way it activates. And here it is in real activation around the end of January, which was what I was going to say. So it will activate your Mercury. And it is exact January 24th, so figure the two weeks to three weeks before that. So 
that's when you really should be looking for the opportunity. And uh, Venus is backing it up. Neptune is backing it up. You've got a lot of help going on during that period in time to expand your income and perhaps uh, expand the way that you look at things. Um, there is a there are a lot of statements. It's an expansion of your values of how you make money and and what what you're doing to actually transform the way that you make money to go to something completely different. Um, that isn't going to happen that year. That will take a year later before that comes into play. So. But, you know, we live in the ability to manifest whatever we choose to manifest. And you have that ability. So even though I give you these dates, you're also unlocking the possibilities by simply speaking. That your career expands February 2nd, 2020. There is definitely an expansion that takes place at that point in time. I'm just going to check to see if it's also going to go back and give you a second hit. Sometimes the planets will do that. I don't think it would be going to do this year, though. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to go back, but it doesn't seem to go back far enough, so... Well, that's your main hit time. So whatever it is that you're dreaming of, if you are not consciously doing it yet, get conscious about it. Choose it and go after it. Because when these opportunities come up, they don't come up every day, you know? (laughs) That's why I have to give you a year in advance because they're not always available. But um, this kind of opportunity... uh, Identical like this doesn't happen but once every 12 years, but there are uh, three other opportunities that will happen within that 12-year period that will be helpful. So kind of gives you an idea. Okay. You got it? Well, so, thanks for the advice. Yeah, you're welcome. Make sure to take advantage. When I talk about opportunities with Jupiter, don't throw them away. Make sure you pay attention and take advantage of them because... I'm not pinpointing for no reason. I'm trying to give you help to get you to go where you want to go. So the best time to put the bacon to the frying pan is January. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. We'll do it. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay. We've got... We've got Deanna here. Hi, Deanna. Hey, hey, Barbara. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Deanna. How are you? I'm happy to talk to you tonight. I was just wanting to also wish you a happy Mother's Day, both you and Barbara. Oh, thank you. And you were just talking about Pluto, and I also thought about the Crusades and... So while you were talking, I was looking it up, and I think that was the time of the Seventh Crusade, or the mm-hmm. Fifth, not sure which one, but it was quite important. Yeah, well, you know, the breaking up of Christendom was huge, 
And the issue of the Crusades, something to really think about where we are in time right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we are now at a point in time where we're re-evaluating. Uh, Pope Francis is re-evaluating uh, what St. Paul said needed to be. And uh, so we're, we're in a time where things are changing in the Catholic Church again. Well, I'm so proud of Pope, you know, Francis. Yeah. Uh, I come from the same... What a great guy. He's, in a way, my contemporary and born in the same city I was. Wow. uh, Yeah, to me, he's like uh, a godsend in all the right sense of the word. Yes. He is a... Well, you know, there are those who say that he is St. Francis Assisi, uh, reincarnate. And I would not deny it. <laughs> I, I love him. And I was so proud the day that he was put on that special, you know, position in life. And uh, <laughs> I feel like he's, you know, looking over us. So I'm, I'm really glad. Let me give you my date of birth. My city of birth is in just like his. <clears throat> I was born Dang. in November the 8th. Back in 1949, November. the 8th. November 8th, did you say? The 8th? Yes, yes, Michelle. Okay, November and 8th, 1949. And the time? At 2.10 in the morning. 2.10 a.m.? A.m. Mm-hmm. And where were you born? And what was the city? Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. And um, and I know that my <clears throat> Jupiter is in Capricorn, and uh, and I'm looking to find a home. Okay, something is not. Oh, here we go. Let's see if we can get this going now. Buenos Aires. Here we go. Sometimes I have to go an extra step when it's out of the country. It doesn't always come up as fast as I want it to. So, but we're up now. So, Thank let's you. see. So now you're looking maybe to buy a home or or move or. Uh, I need a home. I've been uh, a wanderer for about a year already. Okay. And, and I know things are going to look a little better by the end of the year, but it, it's you are it's so very, right. Yeah, you it's, it's so very right. difficult. You know, Jupiter rules your house of physical property, and what's about to happen? And it's interesting, you know. I mean, you said the end of the year, and you are so on the money. Is Jupiter is about to conjoin your part of fortune, and. Uh, Jupiter could open a doorway, give you a home, just out of the blue. And that's pretty impressive. That does not happen to everyone. And it would not surprise me if it happened to you. The time frame is not the end of the year. It's sooner than that. I lost everything I had. You know, just a few years ago. This time frame is around uh, the end of October. Okay. 
So, so the Celtic New Year. Exciting. It's close to your birthday is what it is. It's, uh, I don't know if it will be some kind of, let me see if there's an activation of Mars. Your Mars is six, Virgo. No, it's not an activation of your natal, and, and it's not an activation of your progress. So it's not a Mars activation. And 23 degrees. Let's just see. What do you have in that 23 degree range? I honestly am not seeing it except that it is your ascend. Oh, there it is, 23 degrees. It's your 12th house cusp. That's what I was thinking. It might be something from a past life. So that could be earlier in this life sometimes when we say past life. It could be earlier. But it looks like something is coming as a result of a connection from the past. Something that will bring you the good fortune that you have been looking for that would involve a piece of physical property. A home. Very possible. It's a very unusual mark. Very unusual mark that's taking place. Hmm? Do you see it happening where I live in Florida or elsewhere? Oh, that I can't see on here. (laughs) Because Jupiter Jupiter could put you just about anywhere. I I don't know where it will put you. Uh, Let me see where your progress moon is during that time. Look at your progress moon is making a quincunx to your natal moon at that point in time. That quincunx tells me that there is a certain amount of stress uh, that you're going back and forth about this because perhaps of children, you're going back and forth as to whether to take advantage of this or how you're going to take advantage of this. So there is something there that um, that has to do with past lives and future and a gift of some kind. So it's I can't make out exactly what it is, but I can tell you that um, there's a part of you that may have to go through a little bit of not sure how to handle this till you come to a conclusion. So I'm going to tell you what I think you need to apply as you go through that because that will be coming up. And I think what you're going to need to do is love yourself. You need to do what is best for you. You'll need to make a Benjamin Franklin list and decide what is best for me in this situation. Uh, What will make me happiest? Don't do it because your children want you to do it. Don't do it because someone else wants you to do it. Do it because you want it. Okay? Okay. I know it's a terribly selfish thing for me to tell a mom, but you'll find a way to make it work. Well, thank you very, very much. And uh, as always, uh, to Barbara... I do enjoy your programs. I always listen or very, very often listen, and you're enlightening. You're just, you know, wonderful. Aw. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, true, true, true. Thank you so much, Michelle. To everybody, a very happy Mother's Day, and I want to keep on listening if that's all right. That would be great. Take good care of yourself. Happy Mom's Day to you, too, and to everybody else who's out there. We're all moms of one kind or another, even if it's just to a plant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's been a listener for ever. (laughs) 
Mm. I mean, this show's been on the air for ten over ten years now. Mm. So, so it is definitely um, it, it has gathered some some amazingly wonderful special people that that listen on a regular basis, which is you know such a blessing. Um, it's it's so nice to know that you you know you don't you don't know there's no way of telling if there are people out there un- unless it's a call-in show and then you know they're listening because they're calling in. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, of, you know, with the interview shows, you don't know if you're talking to thin air or if there are people there. And and it really is nice to to get feedback of some sort every now and then. Yeah, I want to get back. I want to get back to humanity because. Um, from what I'm seeing, and certainly what you were saying about humanity as a whole, I'm seeing people more in a one-on-one, and I am seeing people going through incredible changes. That yeah. you know, they're turning their lives upside down. They're 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 doing massive shifting and changing, and and it's it's almost it's almost like. A lot of them don't know why they're doing stuff. They just know that they have to do it, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah, well, with Pluto, it is a have to. That's the whole thing about Pluto. That's why I tell people, you know, just just go with it. Go with the flow, as they say, because you don't really have a choice. When you resist Pluto, you just make it worse. And then you go down this it's like a consciousness slide, I call it, where you find yourself feeling sorry for yourself because of what's happening in your world, and and that does not help you. You have no. to look towards the next door. There will be another door. There will be a better door than any one you have ever gone through. So that's how you have to look at it, and that's challenging because when you're you're wrapped up in the storm. It's like we look outside now, and, and as a nation, I mean, in my lifetime, in your lifetime, we've watched our nation go from a nation where we welcomed immigrants. We still did terrible things to them, but we welcomed them at least on one level. <laughs> and 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 many of us absolutely recognized as a whole, as a nation, the people of this nation Recognize the great contribution that every immigrant has given to this country. We are a country of diversity. We are a country that has stepped beyond any other country because of our diversity. All these different minds, different cultural outlooks, they contribute to the amazing nation we are. And then you look at where we are today, and you go, wait a minute, what are they doing? What's wrong? It's, it is terrifying. It can be incredibly terrifying. But look at the mobilization then. It has caused people to mobilize, to realize that if you get up and you are actively making your voice heard, you can help create the change that we want. And it's mm-hmm. we, we the people want not the people in power, not the people with the money, but the rest of us, the ones who for the last so many thousand years have been just the underpinning of society. That is changing and will turn upside down. 
the 1% are no longer going to be the 1%. It's going to change. And that is a structure that has been around for thousands of years. You know, as a, a world, we started on this planet with love. We took love and we turned love to power. And power became money. So money and power began to rule the world. And with money and power, aggressive action is the statement of the patriarchy. We are now at the pinpoint moment where the matriarchy has to come out of the shadows and say, we are not part of the shadows. We are not your underpinning. We are equal. And we need to take our formal place on this planet as equals. Because the only way you can bring peace to the planet is for us to recognize that it takes the balance of that which is aggressive and that which is cooperative to come together. That is the act of creation. The masculine and feminine, the feminine is the vessel, the masculine is the pestle. And when you put them together, you create. You could say fire and water. Say whatever you want. Fire is the masculine energy. Water is the feminine energy. You put them together. In alchemy, they make gold. Gold is the creative force of love. And that's what we're working towards. That's the transformation that's taking place. And you can see it. You know, we, we, women came out in force. Now there is a new group called the supermajority. And every woman here who's listening, go look it up on the Internet and join it. Because it's women stepping up and saying, our voice will be heard. It's women who give up their husbands and their children, their sons, and now even their daughters to go to war. To fight for what? Is there someone at your door that you need to fight with? The nation of America has been invading other countries. For what reason? In the last 60 years, there weren't very many good ones. None that I can think of. So women would rethink these things. It's time, and it's happening, and that's part of this transformation. So there are good things that are going to come out of this. We have to focus on that. You know, uh, there are Americans who, who have been sold a bill of goods. They've believed that, uh, that one party is better than another. Neither of the parties are better than each other. No, no, that's true. Both are controlled by corporate money. Neither of them fully represent the voice of the American people, and the American people are the ones who are suffering. They're the ones who haven't had a raise since 1974. And yet the price of everything has gone up since 1974. Oh, geez, yeah. And that's why so many people in this country, so many women in this country, are, are, are working three jobs to try to feed their children 
and keep a roof over their heads. This is wrong. And yet, if I told 10 dozen women what we need is a stipend for every American citizen because we're moving towards automation, and until we have a stipend and new forms of free education to transform our workforce, we have no stability in the lower classes. And some of those women would say, that's a great idea. And others would say, I don't think we should have a stipend because who's going to pay for it? I can tell you right now, the people at the top are not paying. Amazon got no. money back. Google no. got money back. These are, these, these, these are our American corporations who to this day are making more money net profit than many nations in the world. These individual companies. And wow. we are not we are not putting that money back into the community the way it should go back. So we have to change the way that we look at things and that is part of this transformation. If you gave $1,000 a month to every American citizen who makes less than $250,000 a year, it would change their lives and it would change oh, yeah. our prison systems. People who are now suffering and considering selling drugs because it makes more money than working four jobs or becoming prostitutes because it makes more money than working four jobs, they wouldn't have to do that. So it, it alleviates our prison system, it alleviates our court system, it alleviates our police forces, it alleviates gun violence. There are so many things that you can't even begin to count the amount of money we save in this nation if every person in this country was getting $1,000 a month. It's understanding well, for the statistics, and people don't know those statistics because no one's telling them because the people at the top don't want them to hear it. The only way well, it's going to be heard is if we as individuals speak to each other. Well, I think that's, I, you've got a great point there. And, and you know, it, it's something that it's so important for people to hear and yet nobody's sharing it. And Certainly, well, when you... I'm praying. I'm praying they will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I totally agree with you. When you think of, of all of the, the stuff that's going on, all of the, all of the um, garbage that is going on, and you realize that... I, I said something on a radio show the other day that... that um, I preface this with every now and then I say something that I think is so clever and then I find out somebody else said it. Um, <laughs> and, and at least I, you know, have always said this isn't mine, but I, I think it is. But it, it, I, I did that with, you know, when in doubt, don't. I thought that was so so profound. And for years I kept saying, I don't know if it's original, but this is my, you know, what I'm saying and it was great advice, and it turns out mm -hmm. Benjamin Franklin said it first. But anyhow, um, 
somebody in, in Egypt said it even before him. Most probably. But but I think yeah. when, when people see all of the stuff going on and they feel, I, I want to help, I want to do something, but I've just one voice, how can I possibly make a difference? And, and my comment back to them was, Every every tsunami started as a ripple. Mm-hmm. So so it's a matter of one voice can become two. There was a commercial out a long time ago, and they told two friends and so on and so on and so on. Same concept. All you need to do is to talk to one other person, and then you go and talk to another person, and the other person will talk to another person. And, and sooner or later, the voices do get together and create a cacophony of objection and change, which is what you're looking for. Yeah, and, and it, it's happening. It is happening. And as, as blessed as the opportunity is presented through the Internet, uh, at the same time, the Internet poses all kinds of responsibility problems, which are oh, yeah. part of growth uh, experience in terms of the individuated consciousness. Each individual has to come to an understanding of what they're responsible for. And if you buy everything that's being sold to you on the Internet, then you are not being responsible. You know, I remember posting at one point, you know, the facts are these, and somebody wrote me back and said, well, how do you know what the facts are? And I said, well, when it comes to the United States government, you can go to the Federal Register. It is the law that they must put in the Federal Register every piece of legislation that is passed. Everything that is significant that happens in our government is posted to the Federal Register. So you can go look there for yourself. Instead of listening to CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or El Jazeera or whoever you listen to (laughs) or some guy who posted something on Facebook and sent it around Uh, you know we have to learn to become self-responsible and because the day and age is moving so quickly this is where the challenge becomes a challenge and so how do you deal with that challenge you find other responsible people And you say, well, I have a friend who stays on top of cooking. I have a friend who stays on top of uh, growing whatever. I have a friend who watches uh, what's happening with this. And that's how you do it. And if you ask Spirit to open the doorway to find those friends, I guarantee the doors will open. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it is, I know at one point in time, uh, when Patrick was still alive, he was checking facts, checking people, checking statements people were making. And mm-hmm. I finally said, well, where do, you, where do we go for the truth? And he said, you go to the source. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you just gave out where it is. I mean, instead mm-hmm. of listening to what the newscasters say, because it always has their spin on it, um, go Even and read the, the record. Now, the, even the best ones in the world are still under the editorial control of the head of that corporation. If that corporation does not want them speaking about a particular subject, they will curtail that subject from being spoken about. Oh, yeah. How do you learn? 
And that's, you know, they could be, you know, doing the best they can, but that doesn't mean they're going to be allowed to say everything that needs to be said because corporate money is involved. If it's going to endanger the corporate money, it gets shut down because who pays for all of this stuff is corporate money through advertising. And when you watch any, I don't care what channel, aside from Disney, okay, Disney does not do this. <laughs> Every other channel has big pharma all over it. Why do you think yeah. pharmaceutical prices are not coming down? We pay, we, what they have done in this country is an abomination. They took an EpiPen, which was created years ago, from $30 to 700. They took insulin that has been around for more than half a century from $20 to $300. And I know young people who are college graduates who have left the United States of America because they are diabetic and they can't afford the insulin. They have moved to other countries like Morocco of all places because they can get their insulin for free. Now, when you have a choice of living or dying, are you going to stay in this country? Mm. It's no, terrifying. That's oh, big yeah. pharma. There is no control on prescription prices in this country. No control. When I went to Brazil, I was blown away with what you could buy. You could buy prescription drugs down there for like up here, the same drug is $75-150. Same company, same brand, same box. But it's being frightening. Well, it's wrong. (coughs) There's only a couple of candidates out there who are even talking about it. Well, not only that, but We've elected people to Congress and the Senate that haven't even read the Constitution. I don't understand. I, I mean, it, I can I can barely stand to go there. It's just it's it's frightening. At, at least I, I mean, they would, at least if they would pay attention to the oath of office, they would identify the fact that they needed to read it. Well, I'm going to uphold yeah. all the laws of the United States Constitution and defend the nation against enemies, foreign and domestic. That's part of the oath of office. Well, there was a time. Wouldn't you, think, wouldn't you think they would be? It would be a required reading. I mean, well, you would also think that that any bill that they vote on would be required reading, but they don't read the bills. There have been bills passed in this country over the last 20 years that have been over a thousand pages long, and that they have bid on, they have voted on those bills within a two-hour time frame of the bills being released. That is impossible. No one can read a thousand pages. Half of it is in legalese, and know what the heck they're voting on. That's true. But well, at do. one point. Yeah, at one point somebody said we have to pass this so we can read it. You know, I mean, that's scary. Of course it's scary. Why Why did they pass it? 
Who told them that they should vote on that bill? Lobbyists. Lobbyists paid huh. by corporations. They don't even know what's in it. And no, they I mean, are designing our futures. So, so much needs to change. But we oh, know yeah. there are individuals out there who are readying themselves for every piece of this pie. This pie has a lot of pieces that need changing. Some are saying, I'm going to be an environmentalist. Some are saying, I'm going to be a politician. Some say, I'm going to make sure the poor are no longer poor. Some are saying, the prison system needs to be changed. I'm going to fight for it. They're all over. There are lights all over this nation. Now we need to find a way to make their voices heard. Well, one way is certainly podcasting. Another way is, I think what what gets me is with some of these uh, congressional hearings, I, d- I don't think they should publicize the people asking the questions. I think they should only publicize the person who is answering them because people are are just, they're using these hearings as political um, politicking for themselves, which doesn't make sense. So, it's the same. So there, you know, there, it's the same back, there we go back to responsibility. Yeah. We're not electing people who are responsible. What is part of that problem? Limits. Term limits. Yeah. That's part of the problem. Wow. There are people who have been in, in, in the Senate and the Congress for more than 30 years. How do you get a fresh voice? And how do you get someone who doesn't have every single claw from every corporate lobbyist in them? Well, I think there should also be a requirement that that whoever is elected have have some expertise in what they're talking about. I mean, (laughs) I I, just one there. Mind blowing. Mind blowing. Yeah, I and we and we have time. we have to write a law for that. We never had yeah. needed a law for that years ago, but now we actually have to write a law that says person needs to have certain. You cannot get a job in many places where you're running a a company unless you have a master's in business, an MBA, or a PhD. And yet we have people like this man who is president of the United States. He's got zip. He's a real estate man. They wanted to oh. change. We have somebody who doesn't know anything about how to work with government or what the needs of people are. How can you have someone who has never bought a pair of socks? <laughs> I would not want someone who does not know what it's like to go in a grocery store and have to figure out how many things you can buy to feed your family when all you have in your pocket is 30 bucks? You, you've got a great point, but Michelle, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I understand that totally. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much for tonight. I so appreciate your being here, and um, I look forward to having you back next month, and um, hopefully I'll have a voice then. Oh, you will. You will. And I wish everybody a happy Mom's Day. Take good care, Barbara. I love you dearly. Love you too. Good night now.